0: Good morning. The text we will be considering this morning comes to us from the epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 3, verses 12 to 15. (coughs) Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end, while it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as in the rebellion. I was helping a friend rake his yard just last week, just as many others have started doing by now, I'm sure. He doesn't really care how his yard looks, though. he had lost his keys, and so we were raking the leaves up, trying to see if they were underneath them. After a few minutes of laboring, he said in frustration, man, I was just thinking about getting one of those key locators last week. You see, you can get a keychain now that connects to an app on your phone. You put it on your key ring and anytime you lose your keys, you can just pull up this app and it will tell you exactly where your keys are. The problem is, this neat gadget doesn't do any good to someone who has already lost his keys. But if he had bought it before, While he was thinking about it, he would have known exactly where his keys were. In our text for this morning, the writer to the Hebrews expresses the importance of today in the life of a Christian. The life of every man is made up of a series of todays. You can only do things, accomplish goals, and complete tasks today. Nothing can be done yesterday, that's already in the books, and every tomorrow must become today anything can be done then to take another analogy if you are sick already washing your hands isn't going to do you any good you wash your hands today before you get sick so you can avoid the disease in the first place if you are sick today yesterday is long gone you didn't wash your hands soon enough if you are sick today washing your hands tomorrow isn't going to keep you from getting the disease Tomorrow is too late. That's why when you were growing up your parents would ask you before every meal, did you wash your hands? If you washed your hands now, today, before you ate the meal, you wouldn't uh, ingest those harmful bacteria you picked up playing in the dirt. So what's so important that it can't wait until tomorrow but must be done today? Exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. This is a very serious risk. The hardening of the heart is not something to be played with. It is a gradual thing that takes place over many todays. We often deceive ourselves into falling into pet sins like lustful thoughts and deeds, speaking ill of our neighbor, valuing money or goods more than God, or not making time to go to church or for personal devotions, despising preaching and his word. These are sins we foolishly think that we can tame, a wild beast that we cuddle up with when we are warned that the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We lie to ourselves and say, I did it today, but tomorrow will be different. And tomorrow becomes today and we do the same sins again and again and again. This danger, this destructive cycle of sin has to be stopped and our text this morning gives us a great place to start. Exhort one another today. Unfortunately, the world of today has a very different idea of what exhortation consists of than we Christians do. To them, exhortation is someone saying to his neighbor, hey, I see you doing bad over there. You need to stop because it's making me uncomfortable. They equate our exhortation with self-righteous judgment. While sin does and should make one uncomfortable, what a misconstrued purpose they assign the duty of exhortation. It is rather a tool to be utilized with God's word out of care and concern for our fellow spiritual as well as temporal well-being. If you look to your left and to your right this morning, you will see two instruments of exhortation that God has placed in your life. Even if you have spoken very little to this person, you're about to sing a hymn together, and I'd bet that you've confessed your faith together in church in the words of the Apostles' Creed, they were building you up. And he also uses your fellow believers to provide comfort in times of distress, hope when there seems none to be had, and especially to be continually encouraging and exhorting one another to return to God's Word and to abide in it today. And He uses you to do the same for them. Now, it certainly isn't always an easy thing to do, and it certainly isn't fun. But when we consider the end game, the act of exhortation gets put into its proper context. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. When we exhort one another out of Christian love and concern, God is using us to return straying sheep back to the path of righteousness. Because we have become partakers of the reward earned for us by Jesus, shall we not lovingly help our straying brother? Out of worthless love for us sinners, us dumb sheep who love to wander, God came down from heaven and became man. Every today in the life of Christ, became a sinless yesterday. He was totally faultless, yet on one of those days, he chose to take up all our sinful, stained, filthy yesterdays, todays, and tomorrows upon himself, and carried them to the cross. The shepherd gave his life for the sheep, and on the greatest day in history, the angel at the tomb pronounced to the women, he is risen, so that the words of Job rang true those thousands of years before when he said, I know that my Redeemer lives, present tense, today. When God looks at our yesterdays, he sees only Jesus' perfect, sinless life in place of our own. And how wonderfully and drastically it ought to change our view of the duty of exhortation, a duty we often balk at and avoid at all costs. We have the duty of exhorting one another, and then the privilege of presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ and him crucified to a worthless sinner, just like us. A worthless sinner who was, and is today, and will be forever loved by the Lamb who is worthy. So that when, by the Holy Spirit, we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end, and finally stand at death's portal we may recall the words of Christ to the thief on the cross next to him. Assuredly, I say to you, today, you will be with me in paradise. Amen. We close today singing hymn 412, verses 1 and 3.